And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Hello, everyone. It is Thursday, the 1st of July. How's everybody doing today? There's a senior office dog there in the background looking for his spot. Welcome to the program, everyone. We are live from the bunker. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor here at SciFiForMe.com. Hello, Cam1138 in the chat. The live chat is open. Comments are always active. You can also send us feedback through email, live from the bunker at SciFiForMe.com. Well, that music just stopped. Okay, that's fine, whatever. I debated whether or not to do a show today because I really don't have a whole lot to talk about. I mean, there there are a number of things we could talk about. Um, we could talk about the Tolkien and diversity mess. We could revisit the Gygax mess, the TSR stuff. We could look at... Um, various different stuff and things, but one one thing that um, one thing that spins out of my conversation on Tuesday with Neon from Clownfish TV, we we're talking about the fact that nobody wants to take risks, nobody wants to tell original first line, front line stories anymore. Nobody, yeah, well, at least nobody in Hollywood. They're re- making remakes and reboots and remakes and reboots and requels and sequels and prequels. And they're, and they're working with established intellectual properties, things like Star Wars and Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica. How many, you know, we're on our, what, third, third or fourth reboot of Battlestar Galactica now. We are in a new iteration of Star Trek, a new iteration of Doctor Who, um sequels and prequels for Star Wars. And you've got the High Republic that's that's out there now and it's getting mixed reception. And something that that Neon said and I agree with him. I think Hollywood is afraid to do anything original and to expand on that just a little bit, I don't think this is anything new. I think we've had this go on when it looks like, are we, are we still on YouTube over there? Are we delaying here? I think some of it is um, 
not necessarily well camp i don't i don't know that the the corporations are wanting to throw people under the bus so much as they're they're not willing to take risks on anything they don't know is going to make money and they're capitalizing on they're capitalizing on what people remember what people know what they're familiar with um and and as far as looking at their actual practices or actual business practices, that can only go for so long before people start to really scrutinize what's going on. The thing is that even if you have people out there who are calling out companies for doing less than acceptable business practices – you know, Disney with the Mulan thing and and Wizards of the Coast and whoever else. As we've seen with other things in the culture, there are a certain group of people who tend to get away with things. There are no, you know, we talked about cancel culture and they want to make it, no, it's consequence culture, consequence culture. Well, the people who are actually bad actors in the bunch are not being held accountable. They're not suffering, experiencing consequences like we would normally think they should. Is that a product of who you know and the, the, the cocktail party circuit and and everybody circling the wagons to protect the entire system from from falling apart i don't know but this idea of doing things original everybody that's talking about you know hollywood the ne- hollywood needs to do something original hollywood needs to stop making the remakes and i and i'm just as guilty of it as anybody else by the way, Warren, thank you very much for the sub. We do appreciate it. And hello, Mike, Jimmy. Good to see you both here in the chat. I think the creative, the the make something original aspects of Hollywood are probably not going to be as front and center foremost. I think they might do a little bit of it. But when it comes to things that are a sure thing, what are going to make money, they want to do something that is known. So you're going to have the DC stuff, you're going to have the Marvel stuff. That's a that's a, a proven-ish product. DC not as much as Marvel. But the original stuff, the people who are willing to take the risks are going to be the people that come up with their own IP. Uh, Whether it's, you know, Ethan with Cyberfrog or you look at what, you know, what uh, Billy Tucci's doing with She, you look at what Brian Polito's doing with Lady Death. And those are just examples in comics. I'm sure that there are other examples, other places. There are uh, new universes, story universes, multiverses 
that are being created. You know, Richard Pellinelli is is contributing to one. You've got uh, the guys over at Crazy Eight Press who are putting together anthologies that they're crowdfunding through Kickstarter. So you have these other story universes that are not well known. They're not overdone. They're not uh, baked too long in the oven, as it were. And some of them are probably as good or better or not as good, depending on what it is. But the other part of it is us as fans, as customers. And I, and I think part of, the, part of the problem how we got where we are is that not enough of us think of ourselves as customers first. Mike Jimmy says, it's not so much making something original, it's daring to go out and do it in a way that makes them stand out. Give them a nice classic epic fantasy movie and I'll love it. Well, and, and I've said for a number of years, there are no original ideas. There are only original combinations of elements. It's what you do with the thing that everybody's used to. Man versus man, man versus himself, man versus nature. Those are the, those are the things. And if you want to do the hero's journey with, with Joseph Campbell, you know, that's been done a lot, not just Star Wars. When I say something original, <clears throat> I'm basically talking about anything that's not a franchise, not an established franchise. Um, I, I have said, I speculated that perhaps there was an opportunity here for Hollywood to kind of hit a reset button and start making smaller movies again, smaller budgets, you know, make make a $10 million movie, make a $15 million movie, make an $8 million movie, do something, do something with a lower cost of doing business and shore up the financials for those tentpole blockbusters that you're all wanting to go after and chase that billion-dollar brass ring. There needs to be a good mix. And right now, Hollywood doesn't seem to want to do that. So it's left to the rest of us. And books... Comic books are the same way. You know, in, in traditional publishing, everybody's looking for the Netflix deal. Everybody's looking for the adaptation over on Apple or Amazon. Tell a story. Tell a good story. Tell a story that entertains and the rest will follow. Um, there's a, I, I spoke a long, a long while back. I did an interview with Leanne Krasick who is the creator of the Webtoon Let's Play. It's a, it's a gamer-centric romantic comedy thing that's over on Webtoons. And, and recently was announced that uh, that, that strip is getting a live-action adaptation. Good for her. You tell a story that people enjoy. I think there's something like 3 million readers of that thing. You tell a story that people enjoy, they will, they will respond 
and the market will respond. So, oh, well, this is something that's very popular with people. Let's do something with it. And when you are willing to take a risk creatively, and it is a risk, there are the possibilities of high reward. There's a possibility of no reward. And not too many people are willing to take that risk. I think... Uh, I think it's going to be the next four or five years, especially, we're going to see one way or the other if indie creators are going to have as much impact as I think they might. Uh, let me look here in the chat. Cam says, we're in a unique position with indie creators. There are enough people to make small creators rich. Our going away from mass market won't be noticed, but it will make a huge difference to indie creators. Well, and, and it is being noticed a little bit. The thing is, you know, you look at uh, in comics and graphic novels, for example, uh, ICB2 and uh, Comicron coming out with their their statistics, their sales statistics numbers here not too long ago, the sales reports. And they're starting to count uh, crowdfunded comics. And there's something to the tune of almost three and a half more, four million dollars in that that wasn't there three or four years ago. So people are starting to notice. People are starting to, to take a look. And your professionals are starting to notice because you have people like Scott Snyder, Keanu Reeves, and Sean Gordon Murphy. And there are others who are recognizing the crowdfunded model has some merit to it. And a lot of that is I own my own creation. I own my own IP. I can exploit it however I want. But traditional publishing both on the comic side and on the prose fiction side, I, I have lost count of how many stories we've, we've come across here of books that have yet to be published, have yet to hit the shelves, and therefore there's no way of knowing if an audience is going to respond to them or not, and they already have a movie deal. They already have a TV series deal. It's premature. There is, you know, the proof is in the pudding, but you haven't even made the pudding yet. My Jimmy says, standing at 2,600 of my crowdfunder, over uh, 1,000 over my last one. Happy I got noticed. The few fans I made on the last one came back, so I'm doing something right, I guess. That And that's how you do it. Um, I have frequently referenced... Uh, Charlie Daniels and his philosophy, his approach, uh, it's actually the title of his autobiography, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, don't play to the, don't play to the empty seats. You uh, dance with the one that brung you, I guess. I mean, you, we have a number of people in our audience who are here and who come back and keep coming back. And I'm assuming they keep coming back because we do something right. We do something that people find a value. And it's just, you know, we're, we're just a channel where a bunch of people talk. 
we're not coming up with anything creative as far as like fiction stories or anything like that, narratives. We probably could, but that would involve, you know, manpower and money and all of that. We've talked about doing various different creative endeavors as part of expanding what we do here. But it's it's encouraging to me to see so many people who are willing to step out on places like Kickstarter and Indiegogo and say, okay, I have an idea. I have a something that I want to make, that I want to share with the world. And when people respond to that, that's a good thing. Now, it doesn't have to be a lot. And with crowdfunding, you can make a few dollars with not too many backers on your project. But as the momentum shifts and as we get people who are willing to uh, put more money into those projects and you have repeat business, the marketplace has no choice but to notice. And that's why we're seeing uh, crowdfunding get, get counted in the sales reports now because it's there it's a thing it's real it exists and it has to be acknowledged whether the professionals want to acknowledge it or not whether they like acknowledging it or not they have to acknowledge it because it is a thing um <clears throat> Mike Jimmy says, crowd, for me, crowdfunders are pre-orders. The comics are done when I start them. From there, it's just seeing how much I raise and financing the rest myself. And, and that's, that's, a good, that's a good way of approaching it. And I think as uh, the crowdfunding model settles into uh, best practices phase, you know, people are starting to learn. They're starting to talk to each other. And I think... And Neon and I talked about it earlier on Tuesday, where you, you're going to start seeing more people that are using the crowdfunding model for, for stuff other than just comic books. You're going to see short films, you're going to see feature films, maybe web series, magazines, different things will be using the crowdfunded model to get away from the corporate publishing and and corporate publishing is not what it used to be anyway because so much of the marketing of a book falls on the shoulders of the author now more than ever uh, more than it ever has your marketing departments don't do as much as they used to and of course everybody relies on social media way too much we do even but it's cheap, it's free. You put links out there and you hope for the best. And occasionally, you will do something or say something or be in the right place at the right time or the wrong place at the wrong time and something will go viral and catch everybody's attention, whether that's positive or negative remains to be seen. Your mileage may vary on that. But then you have something like what we had happened last week with the interview with Ernie Gygax, which is sitting at over 13,000 views. And, <coughs> excuse me, we are not used to that kind of thing. 
you know, our our videos, live streams or uploads, either one, you know, we're we're good if we do 30, 35, 40. And here's this one sitting at over 13,000. You know, my discussion with uh, with Neon is well over 2,000. When controversy swirls around a topic and whatever, you know, and I mean, we, we were ground zero for all of that um, un, unwittingly. And I think that some of that was, well, a lot of it was probably manufactured outrage. There may there there's probably some legitimate concerns, some legitimate people, you know, people who are legitimately upset about what Arnie said or how TSR handled it. But I also think that there's a lot of people who were ready to pounce, let's say. And I'm not looking for anyone to pounce on us. It would be nice if no if if that didn't happen so far, so far we've avoided it. But we need more original ideas. And in tandem to that, it's, it's not enough just to have the ideas. It's not enough just to have the creators who are willing to step out there on the, on the, on the, on the thin limb off the tree and say, hey, I've got this thing. I have this baby. Don't tell me it's ugly. You know, the the creators are are just one piece of the transaction. You also have to have you also have to have the customers. You also have to have the support of people who are willing to buy your product. And when you come across something that you find of value, you need to tell other people about it. If you, you know, we, we've had a number of published for the first time. We have debut novels that come our way all the time for review. And, you know, we interview authors here. We give them a chance to talk about what they're doing, how they got started, what they're, what they're working on next and all of that. But I don't see a whole lot. And it could be that I'm just missing it because I'm not following the right people. But if you have a thing that you're really, really, really excited about, you tell people about it. If you're a fan of something, you talk about it. Hey, I read this book. You should read this book. I really enjoyed it. Here's why I liked it. Or if you're a... Uh, a frequent attendee at different events, different Comic Cons. Well, hey, I just went to New York Comic Con. Let me tell you about it. I just went to um, Rhode Island Red Comic Con. What I mean, it, what whatever it is, it is. If you're excited about something, you tell people about it. And there are. Some folks in our audience who tell people about us, and that's great. We're you know we're always excited to see other people talking about us in in a positive way. Anyway, <laughs> if you're involved in something creatively, if you're the one who's who's making it, or you're part of a team that's making it, you have a vested interest as well in 
promoting that thing and telling people about the thing and why it's attractive, why it should appeal to a market. You know, what does it have going for it? Why should I pick up this thing, this comic book, this this graphic novel, this short film, this first-time print-on-demand book? Why should I be interested in it? You should have those answers ready. Uh, Doris says, that's interesting timing to hear. I can't decide how to get my first... Is it is a haiku series? There are a lot of options, especially with publishing, because you have desktop publishing, you have you have ebooks, you, you know Kindle and Nook and and all of these other uh, avenues for putting stuff out there. Um, I think Comicsology will cover will will distribute original comics. And then again, there is the old fashioned way, where. Excuse me. You run the copies off in your garage on the mimeograph machine, staple them together, and mail them. Not too many people do that anymore. But you you find you've got to find your rhythm, and you you do your thing the best you can. But you also have to you also have to do the grind to get people to get it in front of people to get people to know about it and it's not just you know posted on the internet it's find places where you can talk about it you know if if you're for example you're making a comic book go to the comic shops tell people about it you know run off some some preview copies or something um, if you're making film, find the local, the local filmmaking club. Go to the go to the colleges. Go to go to places where there are people who are interested in making movies and sit there and go, "Hey, I made a movie." Get the feedback. Get the audience. You have to you have to go where the audience is, and. You know, find those people, you know, various affinity groups, I guess you could say. Um, different groups on Facebook, different groups on MeWe. You know, you can find hashtag threads on Twitter, short film, indie film. But the original creators, the people who are coming up with new ideas, they're going to be the ones in the long run, I think. They're going to be the ones who maybe not necessarily make a change in the system, but they're going to have an impact in the system. And maybe maybe they set up a subsystem. I don't I don't know what that what that impact looks like. But we have to not only create new things, but we also have to help the people who have created new things. If you're a fan of something, if you're a backer on a crowdfunded project, for example, um, and I see a lot of people who post photographs whenever they get their stuff shipped to them. You know, hey, I finally got my, you know, my Six Gun Gorilla book. I, I, you know, and they take photographs and they say, look, you know, it's been fulfilled. I've got my stuff. 
that helps. That's a lot of that's a lot of of good positive marketing, positive feedback. Those creators need that to make sure that they are in, you know, in moving in the right direction. And is Hollywood going to make any changes? Probably not. And we look at what they're doing with the franchises, the established franchises, things like Star Wars and Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, Doctor Who. Is it time to abandon those? We were talking earlier this week. Is it time to put those in the rearview mirror and focus on other things? I would love, personally, I would love to see uh, either a TV series or a series of films based on David Weber's Honor Harrington's series of novels. We've been hearing about Dragon Riders of Pern at some point becoming a movie or a TV show or something for years now, and that hadn't happened. But that doesn't really that doesn't really change things much because it's an adaptation of something that exists. Make your movies, write your books, create your comic books, find your audience. Don't rely on Hollywood to come knocking and make you a success. You make your own success. You make your own opportunities. And even if you don't think you're that good, you keep at it. You keep you keep grinding. You get better. You practice. Something that uh, that my son and I keep talking about with uh, with regard to driving, because he's got his first car now, and he's he's driving on his own now. And I tell him, you know, the. The more you do it, the better you get. But it helps to have somebody there to advise, to, you know, just especially driving highway. But it takes practice. Creativity takes practice as well. I, I, I frequently see artists whole post uh, warm up sketches. For example, you know, they do a sketch, they take a photograph, they post it, and you're know, warming up before doing whatever it is they're doing for the day, whether it's commissions or they're working on a book or, or whatever. This is the kind of thing that anybody who has any impulse or urge to create, whether you're actually all that creative or not, do it anyway. Make the thing that you want to see. Write the book you want to read. Make the movie you want to watch. Find someone who can help you make your idea a real thing. It's not always easy. Oh, believe me. I have made films. I have failed spectacularly at a, at, a, at a great number of things. It's a grind. And it wears on you. 
And that's the other part that people don't really understand. In the creative process, you are going to have down days. Have someone that you can talk to. Find those moments of clarity where you can remind yourself or have someone remind you about why you're doing it. Sometimes being creative is all the reward that you need. Sometimes it's not quite enough. You want to be successful financially. Okay, well, there's a goal. Set your goals. Make your lists. Practice, practice, practice. And when you find something that somebody does that you like, tell people about it. There is out there right now the next George Lucas. Somewhere out there right now is the next Todd McFarlane. The next Albert Einstein. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to go into, into to matters of entertainment. It could be anything. The next Bobby Fischer. Those of you who are chess aficionados. The next Ray Kroc. Or Dave Thomas. The next Colonel Sanders. The next Stephen King. They're out there. It might be you. Keep grinding. Don't give up. Don't give in. And remember, there are four lights. Have a good weekend. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. 